<laughs> Welcome everybody to yet another episode of me, myself, and I'm Joey Jabala, and we are joined by lovely beauty that we've been following each other for a minute, yeah. and just finally got to get into studio and talk to each other face to face. Finally, welcome to the show, Saint Ahmed. Do you say Ahmed with the accent? I just say Ahmad. Ahmad. Okay. Okay. I'm see. <laughs> you can say it. That name is very Go popular within my culture. Say it the correct way. And whatnot. And you say it? Ahmad. Ahmad. Okay. Saint Ahmad. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to New York. Also, you were talking before we started filming how you're relatively ish new yeah. to the city. Yeah. So I moved here during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I was still in college. Um, I had a boyfriend at the time. And, um, you know, spring break happens. And that's when they were like, oh, we may or may not go back to school. Yeah. So I was already planning to come up to New York because my boyfriend was like, oh, just like come live with me, like come hang out for spring break. And then I just ended up being here for the entire pandemic, like okay. in this apartment and everything and just experiencing New York for COVID mm -hmm. what it was, a.k.a. the Internet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> were you doing music at the time? For those of you that don't know and should definitely know, Ahmad is an amazing rapper. New single coming out this Friday. Yeah. This airs on Friday. So the new song, The Reason, is out yeah. today for those who need to get into the know of it. Were you rapping at the time when you were talking yeah. to so his boyfriend? I, so... I went to college originally for musical theater, mm -hmm. and then I transferred out of musical theater into dance. And towards like my junior, senior year, I was like, ah, oh, damn, I really want to make music. So I had started writing music in college, just mm -hmm. like didn't put anything out. I just was like meeting producers, figuring out my sound, like yeah. studying kind of a vibe and seeing what was out there. What was before this person, before this man too, <laughs> what was your first love, dance or music? Both kind of coexist, but if you had to choose. I'd say music because I grew up singing in the church mm -hmm. in Japan. Like, that was, like, my first, like, I had, my mom had a really close friend. She was, like, my auntie, mm -hmm. and she would take me to church with her, and, like, I did, I led praise and worship. I took piano lessons. I was just always around music before. I didn't really start getting into dance until high school mm -hmm. when I did, like, a, I was in North Carolina. I did like a conservatory and I did like a musical theater conservatory and they like put you in dance classes and stuff like that. I got you. And you grew up in Japan from what I was reading. Yeah. In your bio because you're the child of parents that are in the army, correct? Yes. How was that? Well, my mom was in the army for 21 years. 21 years. So I always say I was raised like a soldier. Okay. <laughs> and I yes. think that's why I'm so like structured about everything in my life. Mm -hmm. Just be, except cleaning my apartment because... <laughs> Once you turn into an adult, cleaning is much more complicated fitting in. It's your so schedule. complicated. Because yeah. you literally have to fit it in. It's like two hours of cleaning. It's like. <sighs> right. Like my shit's not dirty and German fested. 100%. It's still sanitary. 100%. But when it comes to like the laundry going into the closet to where the laundry's meant to go in. I'm giving, like, full fashion show. Like, all the clothes are on the floor. I don't have time to hang it up. I'm already running 10 minutes late. Then I got to get to the train. The train's delayed. Oh, well, I'll be there when I get there. I just tell my friends I like my options out in front of me. Oh, yeah. I just like everything. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, though. Because it's, like, for me, getting dressed is all about, like, how I feel sometimes. Yeah, completely. Like, even, even today, like, I last night I was like, oh, I'm just going to wear this. And then I put it on and I was like... I don't feel good. I don't feel nice. And then it literally took like 15 minutes of me just trying on things and listening to music. And like, it was like a therapeutic process to get ready. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's different the day of. Yeah. I'm not who I am on this day. And it was hotter for some reason. I was like, Oof, I can't wear a gloved bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that, not even. <laughs> I wish I brought a beater. It's too much in some poom poom shorts, preferably. The poom -poom. Need. Release the poom poom. Release it. Release the Please. poom poom. Nobody wants to catch it, clearly, the way my summer's been going, but it'll be out. Summer just began, girl. Yeah, but my summer began earlier, darling. Oh. Yeah, we started in the spring. Oh, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now I'm on like a mini hiatus and everything. Where Monkeypox. <laughs> you could call it that, yeah, as I'm waiting in line for my vaccine, which you guys have not given us any type of information about still, but work. 
Yeah, you could call it. To <laughs> 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 so go back to I you. understand. <laughs> Hun. I'm all right. I'm okay. I was sick before. I don't need that again. Shout out to everybody that has it, though. May y'all recover. <laughs> Get better soon. But back to growing up in Japan, especially as a child of a mother who was in the army. How was that growing up? How long were you in Japan for? I too? was in Japan for, like, I think a total of six years. We did, like, multiple tours. Okay. So my other brother was, my older brother was born in Germany. Mm-hmm. I was born in Japan. And then my little brother was born in Japan. But in between yeah. that, we went to Fedville, North Carolina. We went to Orlando, Florida, because my mom would keep getting stationed in these different places mm-hmm. that were army bases where she would have to, like, pick up her entire family and move. Yeah. Um, I would say also, I mean, it was weird, I would say, because it, for a while, I, it was just me and my brother. Mm-hmm. And then, like, once I turned 10, it was all three of us. And then I became, like, the middle child. And so, like, I felt like I kind of started to get forgotten because mm. I wasn't, like, obsessed with, like, sports and, like, stereotypically masculine things that are associated with, like, military. Even though my mom was a woman, I felt like she was more of a tomboy. Like, mm-hmm. she would run five miles and stuff like that. So my mom kind of, I don't know, I started to, like, feel, like, a little forgotten. Mm. And I became probably more, I feel like my ego was killed at a young age. I see. It's I don't want to say funny, but like funny for lack of a better term that you mention that because I feel like there's a thing where a lot of people say that kids that are the middle child end up being. Yeah, because you're kind of like, <laughs> you're kind of like for as the middle child, you're kind of forced to like discover things on your own. Yeah, because you're not the oldest where like my mom would drive him to football and like mm-hmm. go to his football games. And like I just had to like tag along. And then my young, younger brother, he's getting held That's in my the baby. arms. And everyone wants to hang out with the baby because it's the baby. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I want some like rainbow vans. Exactly. You're just <laughs> left to your own devices and then you find things and then those things find you. And then suddenly, yeah. hey, mom, guess okay. what? Yeah. I feel like my mom said she always knew that I was gay, but she mm-hmm. tried really, really hard to prevent it. So she kept really? like, yeah, my mom worked really, really hard to prevent me from like being gay would you say i mean of course somebody could take from that statement that your family could be quote-unquote i guess like queer phobic but would you at that time did my you look at your phobic she knows that hey girl okay that's what's <laughs> making sure because my family <laughs> is the same way they're working through it but like it's okay she knows because it's it's almost like in different ranges some families like they don't care about queer people unless if it affects their family yeah if that makes sense like yes. the one mother will be cool with her hairstylist being gay because he turns out her balayages but when it's her son her kevin no ma'am when it's like inside of their house exactly what's going on even though my mom's hairdresser mm-hmm. when she was in fedville station was a gay really man. And she had, like, a, lots of gay men that would work in the military around mm-hmm. her that I would, like, see their fashion. I'd be like, oh, my God, like, I want you to take me shopping. Aww. And my mom would always just be like, you don't want to hang out with them. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you, so you saw some type of connection within her friends. You didn't yeah, know what exactly yeah, it like, was, though. I, rem- I remember, like, vividly, like, there was this one soldier in the military and when we lived in Japan, he always had like the best fashion. Like he had like a sparkly belt and like dope mm-hmm. jeans and like crisp Air Force Ones. And like, I was like, ah, I, was to say. That. I want him to take me shopping. And my mom was just like, no, it's okay. She's like, you don't need to spend time with him. Like, let's go. Don't worry about it. And hopefully she sells that army directory. He sounds like my type. <laughs> <laughs> you like the soldiers? I mean, physically, Yes, the I ones that are like, uh, hey, exactly. I was waiting for that reference to come up. I ain't checking for it. Right. Yeah. See, exactly. I mean, I prefer the soldier built, or they just prefer me. Mm. But to the point, mm. it just got me distracted. I had to have a sip of my water. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> Air Forces, dress is nice, dress is the nicest part of the whole field. Right. Yeah. But did you know at that, like when you were younger, like I guess that's something that every gay kid has or doesn't have, like that moment where they're like, hmm, 
I think I'm a little bit different from everyone else, but we don't know what to call it or we don't know how to put our finger. Without a doubt, I definitely like knew that I was different or like Mm -hmm. weird, quote unquote, or just like, I don't know, something was different about me. Like I would be on the playground teaching girls Destiny's Child choreography for music videos while everyone's like playing kickball. Yeah. You know, and I was like the only boy around it. And I know like a lot of the teachers would like point it out. It's like, why do you always spend time with the girls? And I don't know why, but I also... I also think my mom should have realized is like my father wasn't in my life for a while. So like mm. I was around a lot of women. I was always around my mom's friends. I was always at the nail salon, at the hair salon. So like it just felt comfortable to be with women. And yeah. that's just like what life was. I don't know why she I think also my mom I think being gay pre like two thousands was very like um I don't know, you saw like a lot of like RuPaul and like you yeah. s- that like that was like the only like idea of like gay. Whereas like now we have like Saucy Santana, we have like Lil Nas, we have right. like Kid Ken, yeah, a whole bunch. We have like other different examples of like you don't have to be like overly feminine or you can embrace your femininity yeah. and still be like a man and like be gay. Yeah, I think what gay meant to the typical person back in the day was like you're either RuPaul or like Ricky Martin or you know what I mean like a very pretty like hyper mask buff pretty boy yes in a way there was no like in between or like ability to like change or Mm -hmm. adopt your own style or embrace both your masculinity and your femininity exactly that's where I love the term queer and the way like our own community have kind of turned it into an umbrella term or yeah. like it's always been that way. I don't know, but I just, I more so fit into the queer category rather than gay. Of course. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. I guess like, I don't want to say, I guess I'm gay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm gay, but queer feels more comfortable. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Like if you feel like that know. word was around the way it is now, do you feel like you would see kind of a home in that or resonate with I don't know. Yeah. I think I think I I consider myself a queer artist, but I think mm-hmm. I guess then yeah, I guess it, I am queer in a sense. I think where it gets confusing to me is when it's like the difference between a gay club and a queer club. Okay. And the difference between like queer events and gay events, mm-hmm. which you can clearly see like a gay event for me in my mind is like the overly muscle muscular like white dudes doing G and like shirtless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like bouncing around. Whereas like you go to a queer event, everyone's dressed up and looks and like chilling and like actually having conversations Mm -hmm. and you could like actually walk away with like ten friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um so yeah, maybe I guess if that term was back then I would have probably more identified with queer. But then it was like when I grew up it was like you're either gay or like straight and yeah. And I was like, I don't know. And I said I was bi for a while. So maybe if queer was there, uh, I would have said I was queer instead of trying to force myself into this bisexuality box. Yeah. Instead of doing the whole like you're either gay, bi. Yeah. Thing, you could have had the queer umbrella to sit I com- agree. comfortably under. How long did the bi thing ask for? No shade. <laughs> if you are bi, congratulations. <laughs> we love it. Bisexuality, bi girls, stand up. We love it. I think now I probably identify like actual sexuality wise as like pan. Okay. Like more Love it. pansexual. Mm-hmm. Cause that just means I could be with someone who's non-binary, exactly. a trans person, someone who does drag, maybe a woman mm-hmm. who's like comfortable in her sexuality. Um, wait, sorry. What were you at? What was the question? Um, I, I, shit. I even forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really listening. I was like, wow, no. Yeah. But, um, I can't remember, so I'm going to move on to the question that I wanted to ask, too. How would your mom, like, what efforts did she make in trying to, quote, unquote, stop your queerness? So very, very clear. Like, I had to cut, I had to keep my hair cut. Okay. Like, I couldn't, so I have locks now. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't able to grow out my hair until I got to college and moved away from my family and was able to, like, not Damn. be forced to get a haircut. We had to go to church. Uh, my mom would always dress us in like Ralph Lauren and like the button polos and we had to tuck our shirts in. Mm. And then I went to a private school in Raleigh, North Carolina, like a Christian Judeo private school, which was like, a, oh. I hate to like 
be so direct, but it was just a rich white private school in Raleigh, mm-hmm. North Carolina. And I was the first person to come out there, which is so weird to think about. But the environment that we were all in, it was like a lot of Trump supporters and a lot of Republicans and like a lot of people whose parents have like million dollar homes. And and at 16, they're getting a Mercedes Benz and a BMW and mm-hmm. their dad drives a Lamborghini. And everyone must say the Pledge of Allegiance every yeah, day. Yeah, you gotta da, say da, the da, Pledge da, of Allegiance da, da, da. every day. Yeah, like, I went to private school for a minute too, so. We would have chapel. At, yeah, so it was like mm-hmm. very that. And my mom always was like, she was like, I don't want to send you to private school because I don't want you to be another statistic. Aww. And I was like, sis, like. I'm going to be what I'm going to be, whether I'm like going to private school or public school. It's just you as the parent. It's your job to show me what's right and wrong. Exactly. And I don't want to teach parents on how to parent because I'm in no right parent. (laughs) But I the whole idea of like trying to purposely steer your kid away from something that's not going to hurt them is so counterproductive to me because they're going to find their own regardless and you aren't even setting them up for an independent mindset. I agree. Because then it, like, makes me, like, have to go sneak and, like, download Grindr at, like, an age where I shouldn't even be on fucking Grindr. Exactly. You know? Or, like, yeah. search on the internet on, like, webcams and, like, tumblers and chat rooms and stuff like that. Because yeah. I didn't have anyone to talk to. And then I also went to, like, a moderate version of, like, conversion therapy, too. Mm-hmm. Where it wasn't like the shock or anything, but it was like yeah. more of like a spiritual counselor where she was like trying to like I coach think. me in a way and was saying like I was lashing out and acting certain ways because God wasn't appreciative of my behavior. And like my mom would come in and say like, oh, yeah, he's being disobedient and talking back and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm not being disobedient. I'm just telling you how I feel. And it's not right. disrespectful. I just feel like you're not listening to me as your child mm-hmm. because I'm telling you what I feel and what I want. And you were like saying, no, don't do that. Wow. Was it your mom that sent you? Yeah. What age was this? This was like when I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. So it was like 16, 15, wow. 16. Yeah. It took place like over a summer. It took place. Or so or? I would drive myself from high school to this lady's office. <clears throat> it was like a therapy wow. appointment. Wow. Yeah. And we like talked about love languages and stuff like that. And like I I don't fault her because she was probably just trying to repair my relationship with my mm-hmm. mom. But if I'm gonna be real, it was a form of conversion therapy. Completely. Very much conform like a psychological form of conversion therapy mm-hmm. of trying to like coach me out of like doing what I want to do and like feeling how I want to feel completely I think for us queer people especially us queer people that grew up in environments that didn't encourage our queerness we could smell it from miles away when you're not with the shits and you want to not only just don't fuck with it but you want to flip it somehow 100% especially when you're younger yes I feel like even Mm -hmm. when you're younger you're more aware of it whereas like now I'm older I'm like I am bouncing around and I'll be like, oh shoot, it's not safe. Uh-huh. <laughs> but when you're younger, you're already like on guard and like walking yeah. around and trying to already find the people that you want to be close with. So like everything is a question. Completely. How's your relationship with your mom now? I after haven't all this? talked to her in a, in a while. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I know she's texted me for months and I just like haven't responded. She always texts me like, I love you and stuff like that. She did come to New York, oh God, in the winter sometime when I was with my ex and she like came and visited and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I don't know, like, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. It's like hard because it's like reminding me of like trauma and stuff like that. And maybe I'm just not over the trauma and I'm like not ready to like have a full relationship but I always told my mom I try to make it clear with her I'm like at this point I'm 25 so like I don't have to have a relationship with you Mm -hmm. the relationship that we should have should be based off of like us treating each other as like good human beings you know and I think she's trying and I think she's she's working for it this just reminds me maybe I should call her after this even though I haven't called her in months my Mm -hmm. grandma texted me this morning though and said I love you I talk to my grandmas all the time that's good But that's a very valid feeling, especially because you are an adult. Yeah. You know, not saying, you know, younger queer people can't have their own opinions formed and everything of each person. It, you know, just depends on the situation they're in. But it just gets to a point where you're just like, okay, if you don't 
at least just support me. Yeah. Then I'm out. Yeah. Then I'm out, girl. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Why do why do we even have to make the fucking disclaimers? Aren't you the one trying to form who we are? Like we're a fucking like piece of plate or something? Like we shouldn't even be making those disclaimers of like, listen, I'm young, I'm this and this and that. No. We want the relationships with those family members just as much as they want them with us. I agree. We're the young ones. We're brains are still developing or like getting to the end of our development. They we still need that shit chemically, physically, emotionally, just as much as they do. They've had a whole life of love and whatnot to live with. So And I also hate the whole like <clears throat> coming out process. Uh how was it for you? I mean, I was kind of like forced a little. Really? Bit. Yeah, my mom was like, "Are you gay? I know you are. I know you are." Like, and I was just my like, "Sister." Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was like Same. forced. I didn't really have a choice. And then once I told my mom, I remember like writing down in my agenda like all the girls at like middle school that I had like told all my friends that I was gay and like Aww. the fact that I even had to like go through that to like discuss my sexuality. My sexuality, like, that's not something that I feel like is... Because straight people don't have to, like, no. put their whole sexuality on display. They get to watch it on movies and televisions and TVs and reality shows. Exactly. But you put, like, low Nas making out with someone, they're like, oh, they're pushing home. The devil. The devil. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's a devil worshiper. And uh -huh. it's like, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. I honestly genuinely don't get it. I don't. Because you know? it's just, like, not deep. It really is not that deep. Like, I think queerphobic people care about the shit way more than we do. Like, even when Lil Nas X was doing all this stuff or whatever and all the videos and everything, I was just like, okay. Yeah, no, I was like, thank God. Yeah. I was like, thank God I get to see a black man, like, with emphasis on that, right? And heels on a pole, like, going down to hell. Like, thank God. Cause I can only yeah. imagine it in my fears and my dreams and for him to do it in like a beautiful way. It's like so spiritual and it's awesome to see. That's the thing. And that level of representation I think is just now happening yeah, in no. 2022, which we still have a long way to go. And people like you and myself, hopefully will make our mark in that world when it comes to making space for other people. But the whole queer experience, it's, wild and it makes me think if it still exists for kids coming up now because there's tiktok and everything and like yeah. you know you walk in now yeah exactly like not everybody wants to be queer because it's cool you can make money off of it suddenly like you know you know how to do makeup i guess like is what straight people think like i walk in my alta now back home in maryland like whenever i'm back there for a break or whatever and i feel so like that girl when i'm in there i'm just like oh i feel safe here what happened me this five ten years ago wouldn't be the same thing right. i'd be hiding behind my mom whereas now they're all just like hunty do you want anything and i'm just like honestly as long as you not call me fag or whatever whatever sure yeah. here yeah ring up my clear brow gel I don't care. <laughs> you know so i wonder if it still exists for kids now of course it probably does on a much more grand scale but if it's as rigid and as common as a thing as it is when we were coming up, because all my friends that I knew that were gay when I was younger, which wasn't a lot, they still had to come out somehow. Yeah, Most of them had it easier than me. I think me out of my whole friend group, I had it the hardest. Yeah, me too. I definitely had it the you hardest. You do too? Yeah. Do you have any, like, not feelings of resentment, but do you see your friends and how they've come out to their family and, like, whether their families have accepted it and welcomed them in? Do you kind of look at it and sometimes you're just like, I'm like, damn, that's so nice. Yeah. But then I'm, but, but the other side of it, sometimes I'm like, okay, it made me a stronger person exactly. and it made me not feel like, and maybe it's also made me like way more independent and like, feel like I don't need to like depend on anyone or like feel self-reliant, which that could also not be good as mm -hmm. well. Cause I'm just like, ah, I could do it on my own. I don't need you. Yeah. And I'm very, I could be very dismissive of like, sorry, like, I'm so, I, like, I don't need you. Like, bye. I could do it on my own. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to cause me a problem. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like, I think my friends and like, I don't say like people about it easier, ill, but like, yeah, like my friends, it's like that when they'll go through something with a guy or a coworker or whatever, like they're more willing to kind of keep that rope there connecting those yeah. two pieces where i'm immediately like if you are not benefiting me somehow bye yeah it's a wrap but that's just because that's what i'm 
used to. That's yeah. situations of us growing up and people as close as our blood-related family members not wanting to accept be family yeah. with us. Yeah, and accept yeah. us. It makes it so easy after time and time to just be like, okay, well, you don't really matter to me anyways if I don't matter shit to you, so. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I also I also wanted to say, like, yeah. for, I don't know. You know Billy Porter, right? Yeah, of course. So Billy Porter had, like, a, a R&B. Whole music career, yeah. A whole music career where he was, like, a straight, straight. man. A 100% straight man. And then now, look at like twenty. Look at him now and twenty twenty two, and yeah. everything that he's doing. I guess that's that. Just like when I've like looked uh -huh. at that, I was like, that shows like the evolution of time, and maybe we are in another time. But it's like, damn, it sucks that like back then he had. I can only imagine the trauma he has from like entertainment business like one hundred and one. Yeah, even you the know? building that whole other entity you, literally of you that's a whole other persona you had to build and then sell it on top of that that's wild and that sounds like that takes tons of energy yeah and you know? self-reflective work to unwire yeah because i find myself in that situation that's something that i'm going through personally maybe you relate but like for me growing up small town da 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 all this stuff like that for me the way of surviving while like in the closet i guess was just to build another personality Oh, without if that makes like, sense. I you did, know what I mean? I did football. I did basketball. Mm -hmm. I ran track. I did cheerleading. Yep. You're talking with your girls. Your voice is up here. Yeah. Whereas like once Drake got into this room, like, all of a sudden my voice is down here. Yeah. Like my mannerisms are different. Yeah. I wore like you know? the dude shorts with like the t-shirt and like sneakers. Yeah. You know, whereas now I'm like, fuck, I want to wear heels sometimes. Sometimes I want to wear a sneaker. Exactly. Know? People like, just don't know how hard that is. It's, it's really hard. Especially once you get in your adult life and just like everything in adult life, like it's all up to you. You got to take care of yourself physically. You got to make sure you eat, drink, but also make sure you're being your most authentic self. Self. I agree. Exactly. Which leads me to your music because in your bio also you're talking about how your music, it's about embracing your most authentic self. How do you think your child situations growing up, going from country to country, from state to state have impacted your music and thus forth? leading you to embrace your authentic self yeah. long question but so musically i feel like i don't want to even even with like saint Amad, i don't want to like feel like i need to put on anything or like mm. put on a persona or like put on something that i'm not like so all of my music i try to like talk about something that i'm going through like for example the reason right now is like I, don't, I like me and my ex, we were going through a lot of shit and I felt like he always blamed me for his problems. And so I was just like, fuck it. I am the reason. I'm like, maybe. And then I'm, work, I'm working with Prince and he, I, he played yeah. me the song and he was like, maybe I'm the reason that your baby mama cheat. Uh, and I was just like, okay. I was like, period. Maybe I am the reason. so good. I'm like, maybe I am the reason. And I just like, I'm going to accept the fact that I am the reason. And that just like is what it is. So I don't know. I just want to be like authentically. That's like my yeah. key is to like be so authentically myself and like never feel like I need to put on anything more than just like if I don't want to wake up today then i'll have to wake up today exactly you know? embracing like the good and bad parts yeah of you as corny and cliches that sounds like it's a cliche for a reason and that's the thing that's where real artistry comes from i agree you know once you start like letting letting down those things and be like okay well this shit sounds toxic as hell but i'm still gonna put in a song <laughs> because that's what i'm fucking thinking yeah. that's also how you grow toxic first of all <laughs> you <like> know <laughs> but honestly though I think that is still healthy. Yeah. You know? Completely. Because it's still, like, self-reflective and therapeutic. And I'm obviously not, like, casting anyone's, like, uh, casting myself on anyone. I'm kind of, like, putting it on myself as, like, yeah, I know. Like, I have been the problem. It is what it is. I'm accepting it. I'm still the shit, though. That's the thing. <laughs> and it's funny in a way. Like, it's like, yes, I'm the problem. Whatever. I'll work on it. But it's also just, like... Yeah, yeah, I am the problem. Yeah. As Khalees said, I am the I bitch y'all love to hate. I'm, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Is it me? Am I the drama? <laughs> am I bringing the drama? But <laughs> am I the drama? That is the question. The video also for the reason you guys will see it, it comes out today. <laughs> is everything. Thank you. I watched it this morning at work and you sent me the link and everything knows. I was expecting, of course, the production, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, wait, this is a production. <laughs> it's so Not a big cute. budget. 
Uh, and that's that's genius. that's another thing about like being authentically myself. Yeah. It's like realizing where I am right now as like an independent artist and realizing that like everything that I do is funded by myself. So mm -hmm. like feeling like I don't need to like go chase down these big budgets and feel like I need to have like a style. Well, I have worked with a stylist, but like a major, major stylist and right. feeling I need to like work with major, major center cinematographers. Like my friend directed the video and all the clothes that we were yep. wearing were clothes in my house and like, he found this showroom that he had through a friend that we were able to use for free. And he had friends from college that were able to come and do cinematography mm -hmm. and just like trying to keep everything to like, this is where I am right now. What can I, what can I bring that's yeah. 150 right now? Completely. Because as much as like we bitch and complain about like the current struggle right now and like making ends work just by nothing one day we're gonna look back on it when we are rich, when we are successful, when we are stars and everything, whatever, and miss it, and be like, "Oh damn, those are the days." Right? No, we'll be like, "Damn, damn, I wish I was complaining about a thousand dollar budget right now." You exactly. Because <laughs> when it gets to another level, I can only imagine like so many people's opinions and so many ideas. You got your manager, you got your tour manager, you got your business manager, you got record label mm -hmm. you know, got stylist contract stylist assistant, contract you can't post at this time because the contract says you can't post for 30 Ugh. days and like so much which like i don't know i'm kind of excited because it could be kind yes exactly. <laughs> oh i have a meeting <laughs> you want to talk about this instagram post <laughs> oh, okay you know but like like you said it's like when we look back and we're like damn damn yeah yeah that's where i'm right now in like my journey like you know i have this thing that i'm literally just doing myself with whatever money i make at work as you should you and know. you know i'm somehow making it work some days it's stressful and whatnot but i thought about it last night and i was in bed and i was just like i'm grateful yeah we're making things out of nothing literally you know literally like you know your video like you just had word of mouth friends that knew this person that know that person and he put together a whole fucking video for an amazing song. And we shot till like six in the morning. Really? Yeah. How was like the shooting day? Like, cause this is your first video, correct? Um, this is no, this is like my fifth. Fifth video. Every every single has a has. Yes, a yes, yes. Of course. So I, bef so this is so I did like a really, really big, big production for this record mm -hmm. that I did for Beast. It was like two days and I love twenty five people on set and like a director that I had never worked with and mm -hmm. a, a concept that I had pitched to her and like they had like production design and I had fire and I had like locks down to my back uh. and stuff like that. And me personally, like on on set. I can be very, very stressy because I'm like nine times out of 10 have the vision that I want in my mind. Yep. And like, I feel like nine times out of 10, like people aren't listening to me. And I try to emphasize, I'm like, I am the artist. Yeah. I'm the one who has to go and pitch this and like be happy about this in, in 10 minutes and like has to make a TikTok to the sound and like talk about the music video and say good things about the music video. So just tell me what's going on, you know, like, yeah, talk to me, help me out, help me like de-stress myself Completely. because otherwise I'm just like, ah, uh, like, yeah. why is it taking so long to move the camera set? What's going on? That's the thing, <laughs> especially for like creatives mentally. Sometimes you wish you could just like plug a projector up to your brain and be like, look, this is what I'm thinking. Yes. Of. You don't have ever and see your vision exactly as you do. Yes. As it's appearing in your mind. But like, oh my God, especially when you have people and like a team. And also and people that you may not know or like who mm -hmm. don't, don't know you as like a person or like as an artist, they like don't know your like work the way you work so like you may yep. it, it's gonna take you time to like communicate with them and it's like i don't have time to like learn how to communicate with you right now because we're literally working on set right now exactly you know? we're working baby like this is fun this is creative but like we're not here caring kicking no more like we'll do that later when the shit's finished and then i know? also say like the camera crew has a different eye so like the yes. cinematographer the director they want to redo a shot because maybe they got like a fingerprint on the glass or something mm -hmm. like that. Whereas like me, I'm like, did you get a good performance? Can you cut that little section off? Okay, great. Let's move on. You know, that's a very good point, but they're like, no, no, we got to do it again. And then we do it again. And then maybe I mess up and then we got to do it again. Mm -hmm. And then the camera person mess up and then we got to do it again. Cause 
the stylist didn't yep. pull my belt down or something like that. It's like, oh, yeah, your performance is right. Camera angle. Perfect. But the belt, it's like you need it. all ends covered. Yes. Everything. It's yes. I get that. I'm a producer for the show I work for. So it's like the whole idea of like you need a backup for a backup. Literally. Like you can never take too many takes. That's fun. And, that you know, it helps, obviously. But like. My God, is that just so much more stress and work? It, it also stresses me out because I always emphasize, I'm like, I'm the one who's paying for this right now. You want to do how many more shots? I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, you guys want to shoot for more? Um, we only have this for like this amount of time. Exactly. So who's paying for the overage late fees? And they're like, we really, really believe in it. And I'm like, babe, that means I have to go to work. Right. That means I have to get on the pole. Believe in a <laughs> deposit, please. I have to go go-go dance. I got to go host more parties. <laughs> that. How is that also, by the way? You work in I love it. nightlife and everything. Honestly, it's been very freeing and healthy for me. I because the way uh, gayness was painted in my mind was very, like, negative and, like, sinful. So, mm -hmm. like, it's been very awesome to, like go out and go go dance and like feel like i have the control in the room yes. and like it's like oh you want to touch <laughs> five dollars exactly <laughs> that's the thing it's so much more powerful and it's a good way to i don't know get you in a very comfortable position with you and your yeah. body when there's that consent but also the power still stays and i had like so much like sense. sex shame because i was painted with like the idea of like gay equals sin and like sex equals yeah. sin and so like i just had so much like shame around like sexuality and just like go-go dancing it's been freeing like i have awesome managers shout out xavier um shout out hush patrick love my brother apollo um yeah it's just been like really really dope to be there and I feel like super accepted and it's been awesome. It's been a really mm -hmm. crazy experience and ups and downs. Yeah. You know, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I think that's, I think nightlife for me has been like the one experience in my life that like, wow, I'm so glad that like I did something that people told me not to do. Really? Yeah. I love that. Do you think like, is it because you were ashamed yeah. of it? It was totally because I'm wow. ashamed. I was, I'm like, my mom was like, nothing happens after midnight. No, nothing good yep. happens after midnight. Like, why do you want to go to the club and stuff like that? But I've yeah. honestly, everything that I'm doing musically has been because of like conversations I've had at the club. Exactly. Or I've met at the club. Yeah. Or like I met a doorman or like I was walking in Hell's Kitchen and met um, the stylist that I had worked on a video with during mm -hmm. Pride and I brought him in to like style me for the last year Yeah, and then he moved to Texas land and come back um, we love remote work it's still a possibility a, a cute FaceTime call <laughs> he's, yeah. like, he's always like he's like we can do it remotely I'm like no I need you babe no because <laughs> I'm bring... like I need your emotional support <laughs> uh -huh. no um, I get it no going out is great especially this past summer here in the city I yes. think the city's really had a moment you mentioned hush too yes the NSFW parties are so fun oh I'll be there on Friday I think so uh, unless Apollo is he wants me to go to Fire Island with him so oh Fire Island sounds fun it's Fire their Island. year anniversary it's their one year anniversary that's yeah. gonna be fun I'll be cute I'm thinking of going to that my sister might be coming into town oh, let me know. so I'm just like do I take my sister to this club where yeah. I'm going to be chaps and everything? For but I'm like, I don't know about Well, I think they've closed the back room from because of monkeypox. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I worked that last weekend and like we didn't have to work the door or anything. Like we had a different schedule oh, and it was okay. because monkeypox. So I don't know what they're going to do for NSFW because it is kind of like the point of like that party and like the yeah. vibe. Um, but still monkeypox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, they have the back room open on other nights? They have it open Friday, Saturday. Yeah, 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 they do. I thought it was just for NSFW. Oh, no, what? Oh. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that. <laughs> See, I still need to go in the fucking back room. Just most times I'm at it. Hush, I'm usually just like way too high. You should do And it. I'm like, I'm going to fall. You should like walk back there just to say you did it. And like, if you don't like it, walk out. But see, I usually you know? do because like. I'm a cruising diva. Like, I love a good public moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, work. Trust and believe. I've fallen into many moments. Work. Okay, Like come. that. Oh, trust. I used to not like back rooms. 
Yeah. I used to be like, no, they're pointless. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I need a bedroom. But in yeah. the last, I guess also I was in a relationship. But now that like I'm single mm. and like I've, I'm way more explorative and I'm just like exploring myself and I've 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 enjoyed a couple times back there. I mean, like, what do I have to lose, honestly? I love it. How has been from your relationship standpoint? Because I know you say that you're a hopeless romantic. Yeah. I mean, I was, babe, I was engaged. Like we were like married. Really? Yeah. I was with him for almost four or five years. Wait, really? Yeah, babe. You guys got back. You guys got together at what age? Like 20? 21, 22. I met him on a summer in college while I was in New York. He was living Aww. in House Kitchen at the time. I mean, yeah. he was daddy. He still is daddy. Love. Okay, um, good. And <laughs> <laughs> you never know when the timing's right. <laughs> you never know. And um, I mean, honestly, when I first met him, he was like two weeks after. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna marry you," and I was like, "Hell nah, no Hell way." Nah. But then I don't know. We just like clicked. We got along. Like even when I was in back in college, like mm -hmm. I come back to New York and like spend weekends with him. Aww. And then like the pandemic happened and we were like literally together for a year, nonstop in the house. And like we had good rapport yeah. with each other. Like he would, I didn't feel comfortable going out of the house. I was like, hell no. But he's like mm -hmm. such a strong like man where he was like, oh yeah, I'm going out. I'm going out of the house. Like I'm going to go get food for my family. Meanwhile, it's just like me and the puppy. <laughs> but that like, really so, is daddy. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. No, he's like, I mean, he cooked for us, did the laundry. Like it was everything, you know? And see, that's the thing. We love, love. I'm not in a place where I'm looking for it, but if you're going to get yourself a man, get yourself a fucking man <laughs> like that. Like let the divas be taken care of. I love to hear, I love to yeah. hear that. How is departing from that wifey lifestyle into singlehood being how has that been like especially you mentioned that you were or that like you look at yourself as like a hopeless romantic so do you yeah. see yourself out sometimes and you're like oh it would be nice to, like go home with someone or are you just like incomplete single hot girl i mean era at the moment i'm dating okay i'm dating mm -hmm. i feel like for me i'm i don't know i'm i'm a simp so, like, <laughs> once I, like, have, like, a connection of some sort with someone, like, I pin them on my text messages. Uh, I'm texting. I'm FaceTiming. I'm, what's up? Like, why haven't I seen you in a couple of yeah. days? Like, it's not even at that point. Like, obviously, I want to have sex, too. But it's, like, I, like, my love language is quality time. Same. Really? Same. I was just about to be like, I love your company. That's what it is. Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, fuck, of course. Trust me. Yeah. This throat's going to be yours. But, but it's I just like, want to watch a movie. Yeah. And I was like, we could be in the same house and not say a word. But if I look over and you're there, I'm like, oh. There he is. You know? So, like, yeah. I'm, I feel like Man, my sister, oh, I'm moving oh. just a little less uh, impulsive, I guess, than I yeah. was. I'm not like so quick to be like, oh yeah, this is my man. I'm gonna be with him for the rest of my life, and like he's everything and yep. I'm everything. But um, yeah, I'm dating. That's good, cause yeah, getting cuffed up is very enticing. I'm dating, but I'm still single. Hey, make it very <laughs> clear. <laughs> I, I mean, thing. unless I happen to get in a relationship, and then we can define what that looks like. Exactly. But right now, I'm dating. You're not exclusive with anyone or don't have any type of restrictions. <laughs> Shit. Good that you made that clear. I'm the same way. I'm always on here talking about like, I'm not interested in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. But if the right man comes along, <laughs> I would love to go out to lunch or something and see where yeah. it goes. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Freedom. Freedom. You know? You know? And yeah, especially at this age too. The other thing that's also hard for me is like, once I'm dating someone, I start to like question myself, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, I don't really want to like date other people because this is like my main prioritized in dating him, and like, I'm facetiming him the most, and he's probably the only one I'm facetiming, even though he can also see because I have find my iPhone on my friends. Yep. Like they see my location. Mm -hmm. Like he can also see my location. So I don't think he probably gives a fuck what I'm doing. But still. Still being a simp isn't Yeah, it's not easy. easy. I wish I was <laughs> I wish I was more like, I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. I don't give a damn. 
But my heart is just like, I guess also I saw my mom go through three marriages. Like she's on her mm-hmm. third husband right now. Girl, it's okay. We know it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get it. My mom was one and done. So I get it. <laughs> so like, I feel like I'm like, I don't know, not chasing what she didn't have, but like, I guess I'm already kind of redoing mm-hmm. what she did have. Yeah. You know? It's that, it's like a familiar feeling. Yeah. But it wasn't around enough to the point where it counts as being familiar, if yeah. that makes sense. But you want it to be. Yeah. It's like, it's a stranger, but it's a familiar feeling yes. that you are longing for. Yes. And right? I also think that being in nightlife also makes dating very very hard because nine times out of ten i meet someone and they think i just want to fucking suck and fucking suck and fucking suck and fucking suck right and then when they meet me and i'm like um i want to get dinner like i want to hang out during the day yeah do other things other than like be in the club they're like well you're gonna be out all night and i'm like that's just my job like i'll be out all night but if you tell me like once you get off come home come spend time with me i'll be there 3 p.m exists literally let's go on a walk during the day during the day and I just quit my day job. So hey. like now I'm like figuring out what I want to do yeah. like, with my days and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like, you know, so I have time. Yeah, it's hard to know people's motives when meeting them in the club. It reminds me of the fucking Summer Walker song. And she oh said, no, God. you met me in the club, but I'm different. It's funny because that's me sometimes. No, that, I feel that too. You know? you know, It's like, like, no, like we could actually have a good connection you here. You see me like go-go dancing and like being ho-ho in the club and stuff like that. But that's just like my job. And once I get out, like you'll see me as a real person. Exactly. And I'm not with like seeing someone that's like go-go dancing or I'm just like, oh no, like they're just meant here like I agree. no i'm just dancing sorry i'm gorgeous thick and could dance sorry if anything that sounds like somebody i would want to cuff but to each is their own i agree but some people like it's they're self-conscious they're because they're like yes what is what is my family gonna think yeah oh, my boyfriend's a stripper and like he gets paid to like dance in a thong and he is there until like 3 a.m. and like I don't get to see him all the time. Like, what is my family gonna think, or what are the people around me gonna think? And yeah. Like, the reality is, no one probably cares. No one cares. But like being raised, however they were, you know, they have like a sp- certain perception of what yeah their other partner should be or who they should be. Yeah, it's like a self-imposed thing it, that they what, just feel guilty about, and then they're gonna project their insecurity on you and your profession. Which it sounds like your job isn't keeping you busy enough to me. If you got to worry about what I'm doing between the hours of 10 to 4, how the fuck do you care that much? Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? Yeah. I really don't. I don't understand that. But dating in clubs, though, is tricky just by, like, the overall, I guess, like, culture. And before we started filming, we were talking about, like, everyone's in open relationships. And that's always, like, And, like, open relationships and, like, dating. And, like, don't get me wrong. I I had a boyfriend... My first boyfriend, when I was in high school, we were totally closed. And I would, like, emphasize to him, like, we're never going to be open. I don't ever want to be in yeah. an open relationship. Like, that's just, like, not a thing. But then I went to college, and he went to college, and, like, we had distance. And, like, that, then we were in an open mm. relationship. And then, like, my the relationship that I was just in, we started on being an open. And, like, it was always open. And now I'm at this point where it's, like, I don't know if I could be in a fully open relationship ever again because i just am like i kind of want someone who just wants me yes you know but i'm like is that unrealistic because what if i'm in the club drunk one night and like i start like making out with some fine piece of honky tonky and then it's just like right (laughs) but i don't think that makes what you want contradictory to that though okay that's valid you know what i mean like, say you did meet some fine piece of fucking hunky-tonky and you start making out and go to the back room with him once monkey box is over and everything. <laughs> like, okay. Then you just have to assess the situation depending on whatever the boundaries and rules of your relationships That's are for. You know? So like, valid. if you're in an open relationship at that time you went to the back room with somebody else, okay, work. If your partner True. doesn't care and that's something you guys agreed on that you guys could do, fierce. I'll see you in the back room. Let's make this two-piece of four-piece. Let's go. Like... <laughs> but I don't know. The open 
relationship thing it's i don't think i could do like fully open to where like yeah. i'm laying in my bed and like you could walk in with someone and i have to like go to the living room or like we're like oh, during the daytime god i'd feel up. horrible i was like i'm like when we're together we're together babe you know like yeah you're with me i'm with you like quality time is my thing like i don't want to share my time with you if that makes me needy then that's okay i will be needy that's the thing and i don't even think it makes you needy though because how i see it it's like we just don't half-ass things not saying being in an open relationship is half-assing a relationship but like if i want to make my own decisions for myself whether whether it's like who i date or who i sleep with i'll just be single and i'll make those decisions myself yeah but then when i'm in a relationship with somebody like that's obviously who i want who i want to give my intimate energy to i agree intimate self physically to so why am i gonna split yeah. it up the and, other the, the other side of it is like say you're in a relationship for like 15 years right yep and then it's like things start to get a little dry things starts to get a little dry uh-huh. and like you need to spice it up and then it's like i think that's a total that's a totally different thing i think so too because you're pro- you guys have probably been been together for so many years at that point that it's like listen, I don't want to see the same dick and ass every single day for the rest of exactly. my life. Exactly. So That's like, exploring. Yes. Yeah. I understand it. But to start off as an open thing and like, I need like, nope. I need like some time with you to establish everything and like yeah. have you want me and me want you and like live in my fantasy of like, we just want to be with each other. Exactly. Hubby and wifey. Like <laughs> I went on a date not too long ago with this guy that I met at poppy juice so it was literally like oh, the morning on. after yeah come on oh, the morning after work yes it was it work. was a nice little date you were a priority yes i was <laughs> yes i was which then leads me to doubt though within this interaction though because towards the end of it in the date like we were just like talking or whatever and like we got like very open and candid like when it comes to like talking about like past relationships or whatever i was saying how i was just getting over a guy that i thought like me back this whole summer, all this shit. And he's like, yeah, I also want to like disclose that I am in an open relationship and everything. That- exactly. I froze. I was just like, what? But he's also trying to date. See, that's <sighs> like, I'm glad we had this whole nice day together. You paid for my fucking food at this nice restaurant that I can't afford. But like, girl, why are you telling me this now? Yeah, like, I feel like that's information that you should disclose before you could go on a date. Before. Just so that hello, like, you could not like, because then it's like, damn, I thought I could... Fuck. And I think about the other person. Like, I'm just like, what's your fucking boyfriend doing? Yeah. Just like at work, mindlessly not giving a fuck while you're here, entertaining this thick bitch to like some fucking food. Like, it's great for me in the moment, but I I feel for the other person yeah, because no, I don't want to be that person. I think about that all the time because I have ex- I have experienced that, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I put myself in their shoes. I'm like, if that was my man, shit. I'm Bitch, where the fuck you at? Right. I haven't seen you in right. 48 hours. What the fuck are you doing? What's going on? Or maybe that's why he immediately wanted to do it the next day because he had maybe stayed out all night. Perhaps. Like, that like just stayed out to the morning. That just doesn't sound like a lot of communication, though. For yeah, me, if I'm cool. his partner on the other end, I'm, once again, where are you at? Like, uh, That's fair. Some people want to keep... Some people are like, um, don't ask, don't tell. Like... Yeah. Shout out to those people if that's their thing. That is not my thing. What about like, uh, would you ever do like a polyamorous relationship or like? I thought about like, that. Like date multiple people or like, um, which is totally different than being open because that just means Completely. you're clearly in a relationship with multiple people. Exactly. Or like a throuple. No, yeah, that definitely does. I feel like polyamory resonates with me more. Yeah, then than like open openness. relationships. Yeah, if that makes sense. I remember in college there was this couple in my class that I both had a crush on each one, <laughs> and I was like, whichever one wants me back, I'll take. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, what if both of them want me? And then I was like, all right, time to do some math here. No, one, I two, have, three. I have done the experience. Like it was a couple, and like they both liked me, but I mm. like spent time with both of them together. But I also spent time with them one on one together. So it was like they shared me. Uh, and I would always like, make jokes. I'm like, I would be like, oh yeah, I'm like the third boyfriend. But then I always felt like not included because they like lived together. So I was like, I wonder what they're doing when I'm not there. 
that's the thing. Like, I don't mind being like the special appearance or the cameo, <laughs> but like, I don't want the show to go on without me. <laughs> Work, you know, even like <laughs> physically and stuff like that. I would be more interested in exploring with like group sex and stuff like yeah. that rather than yeah sex within like an open relationship that yeah, just sounds I feel like, like a it's, lot it's like different when there is like this emotional tie of like you know something about me that no one else in the world yes. knows about me versus like me just walking into a room with the people that are like feeling sexy and like having a good time mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of people confuse those two what that together about? which is weird because they're completely different i agree like I also, well, I think that some people, some couples who are in open relationships, maybe they initiate the group sex and invite the people and like, and, and have the house and like. That's a very good point. And like, want to like throw the parties. Mm. You know? See, I'm trying to think about what sounds more enticing. Like, say it's like a threesome. Each of those other two people, complete strangers and like. The whole group just don't know each other, but we're here to have a good time, whatever, physically. Or would you rather jump into, like, a couple situation? Because the idea of, like, everyone doesn't know each other is kind of hot to me. I think... Like, I like that. I'm down for, I'm <laughs> down for everyone doesn't know each other. I'm also down for, like, it could be a couple. They're the couple. Yes. And I'm the special guest. But I... Maybe, maybe as I grow older, maybe my mindset will change. But right now, I'm in the mindset of... If I am with my man, mm-hmm. I'm not going to invite someone over to have a threesome. Not right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. I think it was like a meme or whatever on Twitter where somebody was having a threesome and like the girl instantly was just like, wait, what about me? And like it started getting mad and everything in the middle of a Yeah. Because also threesome. I feel like yeah. I also feel like when you're in a when you're in a relationship and you invite someone to have a threesome, one person usually feels less left out yeah i would have to steal the show somehow <laughs> i feel like okay your dick's taken time to steal in the face <laughs> now that way you're visually distracted say can't... my name make them nervous <laughs> if you could even get oxygen out there it's a lot it's a lot they're covering those nostrils my friend but i also wanted to talk to you too about your song with Super Nero. Yes. As well. How did that come about? He's about to be on the show very soon, too. So stay so tuned. So I for met that. Nero on the street. See, there like, we go. Strictly organically, like on the New York streets yeah. during the pandemic, like crossing the street. Like I was like walking and I turned back and I was like, we made eye contact. And then I was just like, me, because I'm like, oh, I'm kind of introverted. I, actually, I'm probably more introverted than I want to recognize. Mm-hmm. So I like, Looked back and then I kept walking and then I kept looking back and then I was like, uh, Aww, and then I so cute. <laughs> I looked back and he was like, come over, like come over here. So then I just like walked over and then we like hung out that night and we went to the beach for a while. We hung out for a while. Um, and he just had these lyrics. Yeah. He, from he went to Fort Lauderdale, I think, and it was like shit that I do for the money. It wasn't clearly yep. like um, rhythmical, but like he had these lyrics, and so I we were recording in Stephen Schwartz's house. Like we were recording this demo in Stephen Schwartz's apartment. Yeah. And so I pulled up. I engineered the in- demo session, and I got the beat uh, in and everything. Yes. And like I was just like, this is what we're gonna fucking do. And I don't know. We just like made the record. I was. I've. That's one of the records that I truly feel so proud about because apart from like being featured on it, I was able to like produce and like create demos and like yeah. give ideas for background vocals and like coach Nero on how to say things. And like I was able to like really yeah. flex my creative like uh, muscle on yeah. like, creating a song. Yeah. Like you're in the, if it was a movie, like you were in the director chair. Yeah. You know, and it's fun to, of course, express yourself like on the mic and in the booth. But there's so much else where you could go with yeah. a song or just a creative project, let alone yeah. when you're in that scene. And I was like sending him voice memos of like ways to say things and like going back and forth about words and sounds. And yeah, it was really that's like one of the songs that I'm like, ah. and I've been waiting for so long for him to put it out. And that song was that's like a two year old song. Really? Yes. 
Wow, and we, it just only came out we, like a month we ago. We did it in 2020. Wow. And I had been telling him, I'm like, put the song out, put the song out, yeah. put the song out. And I and I just got like annoyed. Cause I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't know, this child, he's never gonna put out. The uh huh. I'm gonna move on. Cause I was like withholding myself from doing my own stuff because I didn't want to like step on any toes. Of course. So I was like, whatever. So I just like focus on my stuff for a while, and then mm -hmm. eventually, he's like, oh, I finally want to do this video, and I'm and I'm I'm ready to do the record. And I was like, okay, let's go then. Let's get it done. <laughs> it came together and it's beautiful. It's a it's a dope record. I love it. Is it gonna be featured on an upcoming project of yours, or that's gonna stay a standalone moment well, of its own? It's I know that Nero's gonna say it's our record, but technically, yeah. it is Nero's record. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it would ever be on like I don't even have enough songs for an EP. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, or an album. And the other the other thing of it is like. I don't want to put out everything just yet because I feel I like I put out four singles in 2021 and I'm still able to get bookings off of that and it's 2022. Exactly. So there's like no real rush unless all of a sudden one of them skyrockets and they're like, oh, we got to get the EP out. Mm -hmm. And then like at that point, I'm sleeping at the studio and making 50 songs a day. Exactly. But I am at the studio like a lot. Like I'm going to the studio tomorrow. I hang out at the studio. Like yesterday I was mm -hmm. at the studio. We just like made beats and I'm shooting the shit with the boys. And, mm -hmm. like, just like being around. Cause now that I, I quit my that. day job, I'm like wanting to be around yeah. music more. And I want to write too. Like I want to, I did like a, a video leap commercial, like sync deals. Like I want to do I more than just that. like my own like music like because i can actually like write like actually like write lyrics completely and, like, music and produce and stuff like that so mm -hmm. i want to do more than just like making music myself and it's fun when that gets to breathe yes when you just give yourself time there's never a rush i agree i used to feel you know? like i always needed to rush and, same and lately i've just been in this mode of like i need life to like slow down just a little bit so that mm -hmm. i can really really milk every single moment that i have like yeah. I'm going to Miami for like the 25th through the 31st. Love. So just like go on the beach and like ride bikes. Enjoy and, like, it. Yeah, just like also mental health is so key for me, and I like I Hello. need to be mentally healthy and I don't want to be depressed and I don't want to get to the point where I'm burning out. And I've been yep. I've been working. I mean, I had that one year of 2020 off and then 2021, but like it's been nonstop. So I just want to have like some time to just like chill. Obviously, I'm still gonna bring like my equipment down. Of course, and, like. I have friends down there and I'll but you'll write experience and stuff like that. life though. Yeah. And that's where good music yeah, and good artistry can, comes from. Yes, it's taking a breath away from yes, it. You yes. Know? That's where I'll get more ins inspiration to like make more music and like write more lyrics mm -hmm. and stuff like that by like actually like just laying by the beach and like having conversations with random people. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. So soon to come. We can't expect possibly an EP at some point. <laughs> you know what's funny is in the future. For a while, I kept telling people, "I'm like, yeah, the EP is coming. The EP is coming." But I'm not gonna lie anymore. Um, That's fierce. Uh, the EP is coming. I didn't say soon. <laughs> I didn't no, say soon. No, because one day you'll come. I don't want not them soon. to cyber bully me because the way they're doing Normani. And Normani is my girl. Uh, Nor Normani is my fucking girl. I know. Her performance quality is like the Top level of God what dear. I aspire to be as yep. a performer. And her as a dark-skinned black woman yep. and just like her beautifulness, like Normani is my fucking girl. And I'm okay waiting for the album, but I know everyone is like, sis, where's the album? Where's the album? Where's the album? Where's the album? Blah, blah, blah. Where's the album? Listen to something else on Spotify in the meantime. Quality takes a minute. You know, I'm like, go listen to Wildside. Or did you stream Fair? There's a Ketanja remix of it as well. There's plenty of versions of Wildside exactly. for you to enjoy. Exactly. Did you stream Fair? Correct. <laughs> did you stream her singles with Calvin Harris that are excellent? Exactly. Checklist and slow down. Exactly. There's plenty of Normani. Did Norman you stream material. Diamonds? Go back Precisely. And, go back and listen to Fifth Harmony. <laughs> and while we're streaming Diamonds, go and stream Plan B by Megan while we're at it. There's plenty of music out exactly. here. Exactly. Wait for your faves. I agree. Take their own creative time because and, then say when they rush their process, you're going to come back and well, bitch that the shit sounds and, rushed. And also, I don't know if you've realized, it's like, look at the people who are waiting for albums from like Rihanna, 
Beyonce, Beyonce. Normani. The way you release records is totally different now. Now it's like you'll put out like a 15 second teaser or kind of like Chloe Bailey did where she got on like Instagram yep. Live and like released all the singles. No one's really Ask like to listening choose. to a full album anymore. So you have to get people excited about the music before you release it, which is so annoying yeah. because you want people to just listen. Beyonce is probably like the only one who has that power. Completely. But, but she still even had to release Break My Soul and then put it on TikTok. Yeah. Now you have to like tease it for people yeah. in a way for people to wake up and look up from their phones and be like, oh shit, like we should be excited Yeah. about this. You know, otherwise they don't really give a fuck. Because yeah. everything's accessible on their phones. And I personally want to be seen more as like a performer where like you come to a show mm-hmm. and it's like dancing and live vocals and arrangements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But eventually it takes time to get up to that. And I still have to play the social media like yeah. TikTok-y, like The promo, what yeah. works, the algorithm. Yeah. All that. But you mentioned shows. And when we wrap up, I want you to mention also like where people can find you when it comes to shows and even hosting and go-go dancing too because people just need to get to know you and experience you in person because you're so sweet Aww. yeah and your music is great too so Aww. you can have it both you could be a nice person and you could be 100%. sickening crazy concept it is that's how you last long in the game and that's how you age better pretty girls smile pretty girls are nice to people hey <laughs> and i don't see a wrinkle here on this little soundstage right here, and that's probably because we're being just simply fucking nice people. It's not I agree that hard, but yeah, where could people So Thursday, this Thursday I'm gonna do a little pop-up performance at Motel 23. Love. Sunday I'm gonna be at Q doing a little pop-up performance. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Bushwig this year. I just signed my contract. Congratulations. Um I think that's supposed to be announced this week. And then I have like something September 11th, which I don't want to say exactly because I want it. I kind of want everyone to be gagged a little yeah. bit. Um, I'll tell you after. Perfect. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, you can't do this to me. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you after. Love it. Um, I'll be at Hush and Q. I'll be at Hush on Friday, probably. Perfect. And then I know my brother's also Apollo is hosting on Sunday Love. at Q. And as I'm doing pop-ups, so we'll be there. And he's also hosting at Motel on Thursday, so I'll be at Motel. Um, what's 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 the date this week? The 19th. Yeah. And then I'm taking a break until the 25th Good. through the 31st. I'll be in Miami. Good. Chilling. And then I'm doing Stonewall on the 31st. They're having their first ever like performance yeah. occasion. And then we're already going to be in September at that point. So. Book. There we go. <laughs> I was like, just give your next week of bookings. You said no, here's till September. <laughs> Precisely. And speaking of the future in September, to wrap up, what are three things you want to manifest in for the future, whether it be personal, career, all of it? I really want to be on tour opening for an artist. Okay. That's like one thing that I really, really, Will really, happen. really, really want Already to there happen. in the universe. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't want to have to get another day job. That part, <laughs> yeah. right now I'm enjoying my freedom. Yes. And um, I don't know. I just want to remain like mentally happy and well and treating people with kindness. Lovely. And being appreciative and grateful for like everything that I have. Because one day you can wake up and everything can be taken away. So I just want to make sure I continue to like stay in this gratitude space mm-hmm. just being appreciative i love it so tour no day job <laughs> and happiness yeah i fucking love it yeah and they all exist i'm on ahmad thank you thank you thank you for coming let everyone know where they could find you, you and can keep find up with me you on instagram at saint ahmad you can find me on tiktok at saint west 96 and you can stream me and find me on youtube at saint ahmad as well Perfect. And I'll be seeing you soon, hopefully this weekend. Yes. Next weekend. Yes. Sometime Arr- at Hush. Now that yeah. we've met, my yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Me and Myself. And I'm Joey Jabal. You could follow the podcast at mm underscore and underscore pod. You can follow me on Instagram at badbussy. So we'll see you soon for the next episode. Bye. Keep up with Ahmad. Come on, bad bussy. All the things going on in the future. Period. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm doing I'm-